Weekly Lost Podcast, episode number 212. Hey, cool, you fixed it. Don't expect anything. The chances of getting a signal are slim at best. Static's good, right? No. Reception is good. Wait, what's that? It's Russo's signal. Oh, crap. But this radio has a wider bandwidth. <laughs> That's what you call a party in a podcast. Hold it! Stop, do you hear that? Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Production Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we are here to give you our community review, if you will, of the episode titled The Variable. Stephanie, it is so great to be back for another episode of the Weekly Lost Podcast. Always. And we are releasing this episode out on the free feed, so I've got a special uh audio clip this evening okay i think it's like a 10 or 15 no i think it's about a 10 minute maybe 13 minute okay interview with uh sterling ballman remember Mm -hmm. we interviewed him a couple weeks ago and we had set up a secondary interview after his appearance as young ben this season and so uh, i'm excited to be able to share that with you guys this evening also we have a whole slew of notes in the forum under uh, gspn.tv slash forum. I'm told that I left off the little title that says show notes at the bottom of the screen. But uh, if you go to gspn.tv slash forum, scroll down to the bottom. By the time you hear this in podcast form, it will say gspn.tv weekly lost podcast show notes. And with that, Stephanie, are you ready for our first random clip of the week? Absolutely. All right. I think it's clip number five we're starting with for some reason. But uh, here's here's that clip. Whatever her reason is, helping H.G. Wells here talk to his mommy ain't got nothing to do with it. Calm with us, Freckles. The code for the fence is 141717. There you go. That's right. <laughs> what was that extra sound in there? Did they all have that? Wow, I, I, that never happened in the uh, previewing of the clips. Anyway. Uh-oh. So anyway, Faith wrote something in the form. Will you go ahead and read that for us? Wow. Just wow to the scene where Sawyer said, Freckles, there were there were more emotions playing on Juliet's face in those few seconds than words said in that scene. Okay. Did that make sense to everybody yes, else? Because I, I had did. to pause. Okay. There there are more emotions playing on Juliet's face in those fr- few seconds than words said in that scene. The surprise, then pain, then the small bit bit of vengeance. Um, I felt for her right then. I really don't want Juliet and James. I really do want Juliet and James to stay together. So let's hope they actually have a conversation and work things through this little slip up. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of that relationship myself. And I'm I'm totally okay. And I, I think I said this the other night, but I'm totally okay if they write into the storyline of the rest of season five and into the beginning of season six that uh, Sawyer and Juliet have issues. Mm-hmm. I hope that I don't think Juliet Juliet's not with Sawyer. Juliet's with James. Okay. There's a distinct difference. So sorry. If James and Juliet have issues, I don't mind that in the relationship. I just hope it doesn't center around Kate. Right. You know, I'm all relationships have issues. Exactly. And I'm cool if they kind of like, you know, get into a fight, 
you know, kind of break it off a little, you know, kind of take it, you know, like, hey, let's take a little space here, and, but get back together, stuff like that. I'm totally cool with that. Just don't make it all about her, you right. know, that, that, that other girl. Right. But I, I so agree with Faith in this, um, in this post that there were so many emotions on her face. I know. And it was such good acting on her part. It was. Elizabeth Mitchell did a beautiful job. You notice how it took me a minute to recall her name. Yeah, I liked <laughs> how you, I liked how me. you covered it up with additional stuff, but then you the big I'm reveal. not I'm not I'm I'm not um against outing myself when I, I mistake when I make a mistake. It's fine. Um but yeah, I couldn't recall her name right away. But um beautiful beautiful um betrayal on her part of of that character betrayal or portrayal did i say betrayal i think you said betrayal i'm <laughs> Maybe like i feel a little betrayed a right I didn't now see i don't any know betrayal happening <laughs> betrayal, you're right all right yeah. very cool hey moving on maybe i should put in a little side note that i've kind of been up since six o'clock this uh, morning and fair enough my yeah i i almost called in sick no i was gonna send out a twitter message say hey does anybody want to fill in for me tonight i'm not a not, chance not i'm feeling too well i need your help we're Which about to start reading it, didn't you see me totally chop up Faith's not even half a paragraph? <laughs> yeah, I did see that. Eloise knowing about the future. There's a lot of conversation happening about this, and I'll let you start off with what Just Sue in the GSPN.TV forum wrote. Okay. And then can I just assume that I'm going to read like every other thing? Yes. So I can like not listen to you and, and pre-read ahead? That would yeah. help me out. That'll work. Okay. Um, Jessu wrote, I, I guess this means the warning Eloise gave Desmond is no longer in effect. I think the reason, um, the Eloise 2007 no longer knows what the future holds is that this is where the story she was told leaves off. So she's like, she's now in her present. Right. She doesn't so, know. What's and of course, this happen. is all in reference of that one scene. She goes, listen, I don't know what's going to happen now. That's this right. is as far as that. This is as far as I know, as far as going into the future, right. what's going to happen. Um, Jack or Kate or one of the time travelers probably told her everything after she shot Daniel. Um, their story would leave off when. Okay, their story would leave off when 316 took off, so she would have no more knowledge of the future after that. The only problem with this theory is that Jack wouldn't know about Desmond getting shot. Ben, Locke, or Son would have to tell her that part, which means they'd have to travel back in time as well. All right. Chrissy responded to this and says, I think that Eloise and maybe Charles get a hold of Daniel's journal. And from that, they are able to gather information about the island, time travel, flight 815, Desmond, combined with the knowledge that Jack and Kate arrived via flight 316, provided Jack and Kate tell them that information. Eloise pretty much knows what's coming for 30 years up until... She gets them on the flight again. Now, this makes so much sense for them now knowing that Eloise is going to be able to tell them how to get back to the island. Does that make sense? Like, Can you say that one more okay, time? Okay, so, so now knowing that Eloise is on the island and knows that they make it to the island... And assuming that she tells them about, you know, Ajira 316, then... It does. I mean, it makes sense that she would know to put them on a plane to get them back to the island. That she would be the one to. Does that make sense? Yes. All right. 
Yes. I was like, why is this woman in Los Angeles? How is she just going to know how to get them back to the island? Right. And so now we know how she would know that at least it's possible well, and now how we're going to do it. And we also know why she's in Los Angeles when Daniel thinks that she's in Oxford. Exactly. All right. Is this the ending of Desmond? A lot of people are asking in the forum. Badger asked, or did you, did, did you want to read it's this my, one? It's my turn. Okay. Don't throw uh, her off. <laughs> also, since Desmond promised Penny he'd never leave her, does that confirm that he goes back to the island that if he goes back to the island, she will be with him. All right. Just Sue commented and said, so now that Eloise's warning to Desmond has been fulfilled, this could be the very last we see of him. I don't think that he'll be off the show, but if they wanted to, they could end his story now with the happy picture of him and Penny together. I don't see why he needed to return to the island, although he may get caught up in the goings-on off the island with Eloise and Charles. And then Christy says, I don't think that will be the end of Desmond. Um, why was Widmore at the hospital? He wasn't there to see Penny. Maybe he steals Charlie and Desmond and Penny have to go back to the island in order to get him back. And of course, Faith wrote in the conversation somewhere, I definitely believe that Desmond is going to end up back on the island. And I do think Penny will go with him. There is just no way that they'll be separated again. The big question is about Charlie. Will he go too? So that's what do you a think, good Steph? Question. That, that's a very good question, especially since um, since Aaron and um, and uh, son and Jen's daughter didn't go to the island. Right. It's a very good question as to what happens to Charlie. But um, has it been speculated before that, that Adam and Eve could be Desmond and Penny? Adam and Eve could be Desmond. I, I don't know. I'm sure somebody has speculated I'm it. Sure. But- but if you're speculating that, I'll say that's an interesting theory. Well, um, I don't need to hear that. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. We've always thought that this, not that we've always thought, but there have been times before when we thought that this whole show was going to focus around a child. Um, most of the time, mainly Aaron. But what if it's not Aaron? What if it's another child? Another child, you do say? I said another. All right. <laughs> another. All right. It's time for a random audio clip. And I love how old this is your son? He's two. He has his father's hair. I'm sorry. Do I know you? Uh, no, but your husband does. I'm Eloise Hawking. And I believe it's my son's fault that Desmond has been shot. Your son is Benjamin Linus. Lord, no. Lord, no. My son is Daniel Faraday. I love that. I also love the way that she says her son's name. I mean, I think that on Wednesday night we gave her a lot of flack for being bad mom. Oh, you know, by killing him and all. Yeah. And sending him back again to be killed by her once again. Yeah. Um, as As if killing your son once isn't, you know, traumatic enough. She's done it twice. And then raised him in the in the light of knowing that she was going to do that and, you know. Anyway, but she says his name. If you like, listen to the way that I don't know. She says it in a in a way that it's almost reverent. Maybe, yeah. Or am I just hearing something that I want to hear? I don't know. But I there's just know. a there's just a way that she. Anyway, but yeah, I like that. Lord, no. We have a <laughs> nobody wants to claim Benjamin <laughs> Linus. Lord, Lord no. no. Oh my gosh, no! Please, come on. <laughs> That's funny. 
Anyway, uh, moving right along, we have this one. Paste this uh, whole discussion was uh, started off and post posted and pasted into the form. Blah blah. I can't talk tonight. Anyway, it's a, called the grandfather theory or course correction. And Faith wrote this. Is it your turn, Steph? Sure, why not? I'll start. Even though Daniel said he'd always been focusing on the constants and never the variables, I still don't know if I believe that he can change things. Let's begin with the grandfather theory. It's the idea that you can't go back in time and kill your grandfather because without him, you wouldn't exist to go back in time and kill him. With that idea, Daniel couldn't stop the incident from happening because... If the incident is the reason why they end up on the island, then they wouldn't be on the island to stop the incident from happening. I totally agree with that. However, she says the other theory, course correction, could make the action could make the actions possible though. Uh, if Daniel or now Jack and Kate can stop the incident from happening, I think something else will happen to cause eight flip. Flight 815 to crash on the island. No matter what they do to stop one event from happening, another will bring about the same end. For the story reasons, I like course, the course correction theory. I can just see Jack successfully finding the bomb, doing what he needs to do with it, and then nothing changing. End of season. See you next winter. <laughs> I like how she puts that. I like that as well. End of season. See you next one. All right. Jeff Gentry has a few questions. Stephanie, what kind of questions does he have? Who is Penny's mother? The one that, okay, the one that got Widmore kicked off the island? Hmm. In print, okay. Yep. Um, are there any more Widmore siblings? That's a good question. That's a good question. And here's the, here's one, this is one I like. How does the monk... Wait a minute. How does the monk... It should say who instead of who, how. Okay. Um, I was figuring that out myself in my head. <laughs> I, I hadn't read these ahead. Um, how does the monk who helped Desmond play into Hawking's life... Yeah, that that's the one I want to know. Because remember that scene when Desmond was in the monastery and... Yeah. Who is this monk and what was Eloise doing there? What part was she playing in that? Right. Okay, go ahead. If Daniel is dead... Who makes the Comic Con video with Daniel with with, with Chang? Yeah, the, the now the thing is is that there's two ways of thinking about this. Number one is is the Comic Con vi- video. Do they consider it canon or a part of the you know the official right. storyline of Lost? So if it's not canon, then wouldn't that bring back to my argument about stop showing us things that aren't meant for the direct storyline? Yes, okay. it would. However, there has been I've heard some people speculating that it wasn't Daniel doing the camera, okay. but it was somebody else. OK. And I can't remember who they said that it was. And it says in the new interview on Lostpedia, Damon and Carlton say it's partially canon. So there you go. And that comes from Anna J in the chat. And room. I say Damon and Carlton. That makes no sense. It, it can't <laughs> be partially all right, and so she's actually. It's it looks like be she's all or nothing, doesn't she, it? She's quoting something from the interview. It looks like in the chat room. She okay. says, "I think some people believe that they hear Faraday's voice in the Comic Con experience. These events are sort of partially canon, but more promotional than they are canon, giving the audience a sneak peek as to what the season is about." Okay, and and a lot of people did quote unquote think they heard Daniel Daniel's voice, but it's not definitely. 
something that well obviously if he's dead then it's probably then it's not. probably not him right anyway so where are we I at have now? to go back and listen to that again yeah i listened to it a couple times and when I'm people sure i only listened to it once. when people <laughs> speculated that it was daniel faraday then i kind of heard daniel mm-hmm. faraday's voice in the video so i always thought it sounded like jack really yeah. not me and i always thought i always said that okay i didn't say i was right well, you may be right. But I've only listened to it once. Okay. But anyway. So. I'm not like the rest of you guys. I know. I know. I know. I don't eat, sleep, and breathe lost. I know. So, oh, hey, wait. Yeah, I do. Sci-fi fan who's also in the chat room right now uh, has an interesting theory. And if you want to read that one, Stephanie, it's not too long. Not at all. Okay. Daniel stated that he wanted to use the bomb that was buried in some way to stop whatever is at the swan from causing the incident. Jack knows enough to be dangerous here. I bet he tries to carry out Daniel's plan and ends up causing the incident. It's an interesting theory. Sounds good. I like that. I would love to see that the entire incident being caused by Jack. So now we have Ben... Turning into the evil, corrupt, maniacal... Is maniacal a word? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that evil Ben that we all know, that's Jack's fault. And now, Oceanic Flight 815 is all Jack's fault for causing the incident because the incident is the thing that released all the power that they had to then put a button in place to hold back the power, and that button didn't get pushed, which brings 815 down. And had Jack not done what he did... In in the the last two episodes of this season, then the flight wouldn't have came down. So Jack caused it all to happen. That's what you want to see. Anyway, I, well, that's what sci-fi is saying. So. Do you know what? I was washing the dishes like the it. other day. Yeah, go ahead. And um, thinking, actually, I think it was this morning because I washed the dishes every other day this week, except for last night. So this morning I was washing the dishes from last night. And um, was re- remembering that I've I haven't yet watched the JJ M- um, Abrams interview with Jimmy Kimmel. Did you watch it? No, I just said I have not oh, yet watched I'm it. I'm sorry, I wasn't Could listening you, to you. you. Know, <laughs> eyes focus. It kind of helps with the whole. Listening I was looking and at the, I was looking at Daniel Lewis's uh, pronunciation of maniacal with the adjective uh, description of the word pertaining to mania or. Maniac, which maniacal, he, he is a maniacal guy. Now yeah. I am listening to you. But you have no idea what I've said up to this point. J.J. Abrams, you haven't listened to the interview yet and continue on. And I thought, how cool would it be if this entire show ended as Jimmy Kimmel's dream? That's all. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, it was very early. Do you know what I think it's time for? A random audio clip. There's no more time for distractions. I want to keep playing the piano. I can do both. I can make time. If only you could. I can make time. Mm-hmm. And that we have, poor little boy. He wanted to play the piano so bad. He did. And he played the piano so well. Yes, he did. He did. So I apologize for the audio recordings. Uh, Jeff told me there was something with them. And for some reason, when I played them back earlier, I didn't hear that little in the background, but you know what? We'll deal with it. Kind of uh, makes us sound like we're on the Enterprise. That's right. It, it's, we added our own little sci-fi uh, 
effects to it. But, you know, we have to say thank you to Jeff because absolutely he does an awesome job of putting our audio to clips together. And we he just lets really Cliff eat dinner him. with our family on Friday night. Yes. <laughs> that's what Jeff does for our family. He, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. He provides family time around the dinner table on Friday evenings when Lost is on. All righty, I can make time. So the next thing I have in our show notes, do you see what that is, Stephanie? That is the journal that um, that Eloise gave Daniel for his graduation, which is signed in the in the front that says, Daniel, no matter what, remember, I will always love you, mother. All right. P.S. I'm going to kill you in a few years. <laughs> even when I kill you, know that I love you. <laughs> and always have, even though I always knew I was going to kill you. One day. I'm going to get you for crying all night long <laughs> and you, spitting pretty? up on my blouse. Um, You know what I loved about that is that, or not loved, actually despised rather, is that it's signed mother. It's so formal. It's so, it's very Eloise. Yes. Very much. But um, I, it's, there's no relationship there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I do. There's no relationship there, and I, I use this as as a way to. I remember the the first time, um, you know, my dad is remarried, and I love my stepmom dearly. And there became a time in my life where I started calling her mom, and I remember the first birthday card that um, that she sent me that was signed. She started to write Lori, and crossed it out and signed it Mom and Dad. Yeah. And like that that was like meaningful because our relationship had changed. Right. This shows no re- this shows well, no relationship whatsoever. In the chat room they're going on and saying uh mother is a very British term of endearment. That's true. And so it could I be know. it could be just you know we're just that that that's kind of just lost on us because uh you know are you my uh, what is it are you my mother? Are you my mummy? Are you my mummy? Are you my mummy? Anyway, so it, it could be that, that that's just lost on us, lost in translation kind of thing. Eh, I anyway, don't like it. some Easter eggs. How about Easter eggs? We like Easter eggs, don't we, Steph? Where are okay Easter eggs? Yeah, Easter eggs. Hello. I, I, no, well, you skipped over a part. That's all. Did I? What I skip over? Tell me. So some. Um, oh yeah, the 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 uh, from the fuselage from the fuselage. Yeah. So commenting, somebody on uh, named I think addicted Ele- fan. Yeah. Um, commented on the inscription on the inside so why don't you read that um okay i think eloise wrote in daniel's journal for two reasons number one so daniel would know that no matter what she does really love him number two to prove to her 1977 self that what daniel says is true he is her son surely she would recognize her own handwriting i think ellie would end up helping our losties now Maybe that is what causes the rift between Eloise and Charles Woodmore, Hmm. which would mean she would have to be pregnant at the time. Yeah, I wonder. There's going to be a rift between them. I wonder if 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 Daniel's the variable. Maybe she decide. Maybe she's not pregnant yet, and maybe she decides to shoot Woodmore, and therefore he can never. You know, Daniel could never be born. I don't know. That was. I'm just throwing Isn't it out Isn't that there. another one of those, you can't change? <laughs> I, babe, I was just throwing I, I mean, I don't out. even understand these whole time travel and paradox things, but I'm trying to keep up and that doesn't fit. Yeah, I know. I, You know what? I, I <laughs> just, ha! Your theory's wrong! Oh, hold on. Where is it at? Wait, 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 wait. Uh, here. Ha! Then your theory is wrong. There you go. There we go. Moving on to Easter eggs. Yes, let's talk about some Easter eggs. I love when they hide certain things in there. Now... 
I am not familiar with everything that relates to what's that book called Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. But isn't that where through the looking glass came from? You I know, think so. and stuff like that. Well, if you look at the cl- at the glass in one of the scenes, you will notice that in the glass you see what Stephanie. I have no idea. You cannot see that seriously. Is it a rabbit. That's a rabbit. Okay. A rabbit. So anyway, and isn't that what Alice chases after is a rabbit? So there you it's go. Rabbit. Yep. All Through right. The looking glass. That rabbit. is a that there's a screen capture of that in our show notes. And then of course we did catch this one in the episode when we watched it. We wanted to find out. Wonder what they got on the cover of that Wired magazine, which is really weird because it took me a while to find the magazine cover. Okay. Uh, it is from I can't remember when it was. I think it was 1993 or something like that. But I, I was able to find it, got a screen capture of it, and there are a couple things that are written on the cover. And the things that are most vital to the story and seem to be really cool connections to Lost, they were covered up with a special, like, you know, special edition cover in the actual screen cap or in the show. Okay. So it had a, it had a little thing covering up the most pertinent parts in, so that if you were to get a good screen cap, of the actual uh, magazine cover from the show, you wouldn't see this stuff. But if you, of course, they know, being us, that we're going to go. Somebody's going to find it. We're going right. to go find the original cover and take a look at it. And so here are a couple things that are written on this uh, cover. What stuff? Nothing. Okay. You were looking at me funny. Well, I'm sorry. The end of cancer, as we know it, is on page 108. Yes, page 108. Exactly. That's- all right, and then the impossible gets real is written on there mm-hmm. in big print, and then here's some other ones: X-ray, X-ray vision, which that one doesn't really mean a whole lot to me. But look at the next two: invisibility and time travel. Yeah, talked about in this episode, or in this episode, in this edition <laughs> of the magazine. Now, time travel, obvious tie-in. Invisibility, could this be the whispers? Maybe. You know, is this a possible theory now for for the for the for the whispers? Is it could they be there but just be invisible? Do you remember back in season one where it says these people you don't see them, you don't hear, you know, they they go they can get through the jungle and you don't see them. Remember that? Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, this version of the cover more closely resembles the one on the couch. So somebody's got a. Uh, a link to one in the uh, show notes here. And uh, let's see here. This is from lost.cubit.net. X-ray vision, invisibility, and time travel. Oh, okay. So even on the one that actually is shown in the episode, um, it's very clear that they also had invisibility and time travel as well and X-ray vision. Okay. All right. Very cool. Thank you very much for pointing that out. Alrighty. So, working mom over at the fuselage. Yes, um, it's got a lost new mystery. Why Kelvin didn't shoot Rosinski himself? It's a very good question because I even want to shoot Rosinski. No doubt. So, this is the new mystery of Lost: is how on the earth or why on earth did Kelvin not shoot Radzinski or himself? Know, or himself. <laughs> I'm thinking that that spot on the wall, Redzinski, uh, I think Kelvin put it there. <laughs> <laughs> so we think that Kelvin really did shoot him. I think so. Nobody's going to be the wiser, right? <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> All right. He drives me insane. Random audio clip. Here we go. Dr. Chang, wait. 
Wait, wait one second, please. Yes, wait, yes, one, you're one from the future. You heard me talking about time travel. Now you've had your fun. Good no, for no, you. Please, Dr. Chang, just look at my journal, please. Look at these equations. Some of them won't be discovered for another 20 years. Hey, Dr. Chang. Hey, 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 hey Dan, leave the man alone. Sorry, Dr. Chang, I think he had too many drugs on this. Dr. Dr. Chang, Miles is your son. Excuse me. Think about it. A Chinese man named Miles, the same name as your baby, shows up with me from the future. You, you really think this is all coincidence? Is this true? No. Please, stay away from me. Dr. Chang. Dr. Chang. Hey, if, hey, are you out of your mind? What are you doing? I'm just making sure that your father does what he's supposed to do. And what's that? Alrighty. I so. love it. Um, Miles says, Miles says, I think, I'm sorry, Dr. Chang. I think he had too many drugs on the sub. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to say that if, um, you know how some really intelligent people lack kind of common sense? Yes. I think Chang might be one of those. You think so? Because if he really sat down and thought about it, you got Hugo trying to convince him to have a beer with Miles last week. And now here comes Daniel, you know, saying, dude, this is your son from the future. If he was, if he had any common sense, it's hard, all, to, he'd be it's able hard to for some of us men together. to put two and two together, babe. It just doesn't always happen. Well, I wasn't trying to just blame it on men. I mean, I was. Gotcha. But well, if that's the case. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, I think it's a great time to jump into our interview with Sterling Bowman, if that's okay with you, Steph. Sure. Oops. All right. So, I'll, you know what? And with the, I'll tell you what, we'll do that, and then we'll do some audio feedback, and then we'll close out the show. How's that? Sure. Or it looks like somebody wants to call in. So, we're, we'll put, I'll tell you what, we've got Daniel on the line. Let's see what Daniel has to say. All right, Daniel, what you got for us? Okay, I had to wonder, um, when wasn't it in the past when Daniel was a kid that we saw him reading that Wired magazine? Oh, I can't remember. Uh, that, you know, I remember asking that question in the initial reaction. Was Wired magazine from back then? So it seems to me that, yeah, that, I mean, it, isn't that what we, you remember? Yeah, um, because, I mean, whether or not Wired magazine existed back then, that's, not what stood out to me, but when you yeah, look is... at the, the close-up picture of that magazine, uh-huh. the date on the magazine it's... is August 2003. Yeah, that, that's that's what's really weird is... Um, the Josh Meister is saying that that was on the couch when Woodmore sat down, and that scene was in 2004. Oh, there we go. Oh, okay. All right. I stand corrected. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Daniel. Yeah. Ah! Then your theory is wrong. <laughs> I love that Daniel's our friend and can laugh at that. All right. Thank you, Daniel. Yeah. All right. So, okay. Thank you very much. No, I'm, I'm glad. I love I love that we're thinking about this kind of stuff. And you know what? They had me going for a minute. I kind of remembered it being Later. that way. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that it's when Dan, it's when uh, Widmore came to offer him the, the chance. Yes, exactly. So it's all coming together now. Ah, just if we all get back to the island, it'll heal us all, correct? 
All right, so let's move on to our interview uh, with Sterling Bowman, and here it is. Well, I'm excited to get to talk to you now as a result of being able to speak to you after the episodes have aired. Let me ask you, as a fan of the show, how are you enjoying Season 5 so far? Oh, I love it. It's just, oh my gosh, it's going so out there. It's, it's amazing. It's getting way out there, and I wouldn't expect it to. Are you a huge sci-fi fan? No, I'm not a big science fiction fan. Some, for some reason, Lost has, has drawn to me. Well, hey, I, I want to ask you a couple questions, and then I'd love to just have you share anything you want to share about your experience. But uh, now, you were, of course, in season three, which was Man Behind the Curtain. And then you were in season five uh, in four episodes, Namaste, He's Our You, Whatever Happened, Happened, and Dead is Dead. One of the things that I was looking at online is that your storyline in season three and now in season five has revealed a slight continuity error on part of the writing staff of Lost. Have you uh, heard anybody mention this before today uh, regarding the orientation film? Um, what's that? Well, what happened was in in season three, when you were in Man Behind the Curtain, you came, uh, well, you, <laughs> your character of young Ben came to the island with, with uh, the father, Roger Linus. And there was an orientation video for, for you guys in season three. Now, in the orientation video during the, pro, you know, inside the processing center, there was a video where Dr. Chang, where he was wearing a lab coat in the video with a swan logo on it, as if he was from the swan station. In season five, when your character comes yeah, back. Uh, he did not, the swan station has not been created. Now, also, um, my dad, Roger, has was wearing a Swan Station, too. But that would not be a writing staff, because they never write um, Dr. Chang with a Dharma patch on his lab coat. That would be actually a costume error, and it wouldn't really be an error, because they wouldn't know which way they were going. Ah, that's a great point. Thank you for pointing that out. You're Our, welcome. In the episode titled, He's Are You, you bring Saeed a book, and it's called A Separate Reality. In the episode, your character of young Ben, you described the book as a really as being really good and stating that you actually read it twice. My question to you, did the, your interest in the mystery of loss ever cause you to actually want to pick up and read that book? Um, when I was on the set, I just read like the first page and I was like, not interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's good to hear. In He's Our You... Young Ben gets shot by Saeed. Can you tell me what it was like for you when you actually read that script for the first time? I was like, they can't do that. So you, you're sitting here thinking, okay, they've hired me on for four episodes, and now here I am in the second episode, and they're already... Actually, they hired me for two at first, and then they kept on adding and adding. Oh, okay, I understand. So so the fact that it was... I guess maybe it wasn't a surprise for you then that you were um, shot in that scene? It kind of was. kind of was. I mean, they have to do something that, that's interesting. I think that would be the most interesting cliffhanger. And I got to say, a lot of people that I know that are big Lost fans, they, um, they said, oh, my God, is that the end of the season? Because that would be a great season cliffhanger. That would have been a great season cliffhanger. 
You know, the, to think that Jack was the one responsible from keeping young Ben from ever becoming the older, manipulative, evil Ben that we all know. Yeah, now don't tell me anything about last night because, unfortunately, I have not been able to get a chance to watch it yet. Well, I won't mention anything about last night at all then, as long as you'll promise to do me a favor and tell me about some of the -the behind-the-scenes fun, some of the exciting parts of filming your scenes. Um, One of the funniest moments that that happened on set was when Daniel Day came, you know how, like, when he comes back to the Dharma... Um, quarters and he carries me in and um, there's that huge pile of well I don't think you guys see the huge thing of mud but um, he slipped in the mud and he landed right on top of me in the episode right after I was shot what other um, exciting things can you tell us? What, what about working with the other cast members? In fact, I have a, an email from Karen Richard from Massachusetts. She says, first of all, she wants to compliment you on your outstanding work. But her question is, did you get along with all the other castmates? And are there any among your favorites? Now, in our last interview, you told us you're uh, really fond of Michael Emerson and that he comes, he's come into your trailer before, and it's just, it was really exciting for you. You guys uh, hit it off extremely well. What about some of the other castmates and, and your interaction with them? How's that been? Oh, they were all so awesome. They were all really nice. They all took me as one of their own. So it was really fun and really cool. Daniel Lewis from Northern Kentucky asked me if I would ask you this. Uh, what was it like to play the early character or the young Ben knowing that this is the character everybody hates? Uh, he wants to know, did you ever feel like Anakin Skywalker? Um, truthfully, um, <laughs> I've never seen any of the Star Wars films, so I don't. So, yeah, but um, I, I don't know. It, for me, it was kind of like, wow, I I. Because in season three, it was really easy because I didn't know who Ben was. Um, But now, in season five, after watching every single episode of the whole show, I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to act mean, evil, and bad. And like like what they say in the script, I want to be this mean, scheming, diabolical Benjamin Linus. So it was kind of hard because... I always ask, "Hey, can I can I be mean now?" And they and they get and all the directors kept on saying, "No, it's going to ruin what's to happen." <laughs> and I'm like, "What's going to happen?" So when you were filming these scenes that you were a part of, these episodes, uh, you had not yet previously. Well, I, well yeah, because there were several episodes of this season that were filmed prior to you coming on board. Correct? Yes, there was uh, eight filmed before I came on. So in that case, you were not obviously privy to what were in all those scenes. Is that right? Leading up no, to this? I was, I was like, how are you in 1977? <laughs> and they wouldn't tell me. And then every once in a while, they were talking theories themselves. And I was like, wait, how could that theory be true? And they're like, oh, just wait and see. <laughs> That's got to stink being a part of this show and 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 having other people who are in the cast who are uh, aware of certain things. They're sitting there talking about it and they're not allowed to share with you. Well, actually, they probably could, but they I I told them I'm a big fan of the show, 
And then they said, oh, well, we're not going to tell you anything. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Hey, hey, Sterling, I'm going to play an audio clip. This is uh, came in as a voicemail from one of our listeners. He just wanted to say something uh, as an opportunity for you to hear. So I'm going to play a clip here ro- real quick for you. Hey, Sterling, this is Wayne Henderson in California, and I just want to let you know we've enjoyed watching you play Young Ben on Lost. Hopefully we'll get uh, some more of that uh, later this season or even next season. Uh, You did a great job, you know, kind of bringing some of the attributes that we see later in Ben. We see him in his uh, formative years, and I just wanted to uh, give you congratulations. I thought you did a nice job. We'll be looking for you in other projects on TV and on the big screen, hopefully. Talk to you later. Very cool. Well, I'll tell you, the the response to our initial interview with you a couple weeks back, it has been wonderful, and everybody has fallen in love just with these few episodes that you've been in. And uh, Can you tell us any more about some other projects that you're currently working on? Um, right now, I'm currently working on a movie, uh, an animated feature called Astro Boy. It's due to be out. Um, here's a very lost thing is due to be out thus either November October or November I can't I forget exactly which but I know it's out on the 23rd of one of those two nice so very lost very cool and one other question can you tell us what lies in the shadow of the statue I have no idea. <laughs> All right. Well, let me say let me say that I was again looking at the Lostpedia. Have you ever been to lostpedia.com before? Have been. I've been to every I mean when I first got into that this show, I was like, "Oh my god, I got to find out everything." So, I went on I just Google searched Lost and I went to like every Lost fan site. And Lostpedia is very 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 um Gosh, what's the word? It's, it's almost like a dictionary for Lost. So Lostpedia says that you've done television appearances on Heroes, House, Scrubs, Bones, ER, and Seventh Heaven. Is that correct? Yeah, and I think there might be one more in there. A few more, maybe. Yeah, the the one that, and, and I'm sure there are, but the one that I have a question for, for is where were you in Heroes? I was, uh, the first episode where they went five years into the future, I was the kid that sucked all the air out of the out of the school, and then was brought to the horn-brim glasses guy. Really? Yep. I remember that scene. Oh my gosh! I ha- I'm so gonna have to go back and watch that again now. <laughs> that is I awesome. Like, I was really young though. That was right before I filmed Lost. That was right. I filmed that literally two days before we left for Hawaii for the, for the first time. What did you do on Seventh Heaven? Uh, that was that was the first TV show I ever did, and I shot at Kevin, and that was it. And I shot at whatever the cop guy is, and ran away, and they never did anything else with me. So, as a kid, you actually shot somebody or shot at somebody? Yeah. Wow, <laughs> that's a fun part. <laughs> I can be one evil case. <laughs> <laughs> and what about the TV show House? Now, my wife loves the show House. I sit and watch that with her every now and then. Uh, what what role did you play in House? Oh, some kid that was like friends with like this girl's mom who got sick. Okay. It was a really small part. Gotcha. Well, I'll tell you what, we've certainly enjoyed watching you on Lost, and I can imagine now that you, you know, obviously um, in season three you were in one epi- episode. It wasn't even that 
it wasn't a lot of screen time, but you've certainly got a lot of screen time out of these episodes, and and I think that actually, what's that? I actually, actually the the season three actually I got the. I got a lot of screen time in that one, more than any of these episodes in season five. You know what? I guess you're right. It's been so long since I watched that episode because that whole yeah, episode yeah. was about you at that time. Yeah, so it was. I was like, wow, I got a lot of screen time. So I wonder why. Th- maybe it's just because of the fact that you and I have actually been able to connect uh, through these interviews that I've I've actually noticed you and, and felt like you've got a lot of screen time th- this time around. But my, I guess my question is, at least now with the, the repetitive nature and, and so much focus being brought back on young Ben, have you, have you already begun to notice now out in public people recognizing you even more than before uh, from the show Lost? Yes, quite a bit more. I mean, before it was like maybe once every two months. And then after the first like six months, nobody recognized me at all. Until, like, this one guy in the surf store, like, right before they actually called me to go back in season five, he was like, are you on TV? Are you on Lost? Oh, my God, you're young dead. Ah! <laughs> but now now that these episodes have appeared, I assume that this has been, you know, a, a reintroduction to the to being stopped on the side of the street saying, hey, you're young Ben, aren't you? Yeah, every once in a while I get those those brave people asking me. Well, I, I think that you'll probably get it a little bit more, especially as people, a lot of people who are are, are watching Lost, they're still DVRing it. Like you, you, you haven't even watched last night's episode yet. So Yeah, uh, but I have, I have seen a lot. I mean, I'll probably watch it tonight. Yeah. So I, I, I don't get, I can't afford to get too far behind. It'll drive me nuts. Uh, no doubt. Absolutely. Well, I really appreciate you coming on and and talking to our our listeners and and fans. And and like I said, I know a lot of people are going to be wanting to follow you uh, in your career. Do you have a a website or anything like that at this point? Some person created like a fan site for me. You can find it by Google searching simply Sterling Bowman. Gotcha. I will have links to that in our show notes. Anything else you want to say to the fans of Lost before we hang up here? Yeah, um, if anybody who's in California or in Southern California wants to see me in person right now, I'm I'm working on a play, and it's gonna, it's called Big the Musical. It's based in the, it's based on the movie, and I play um, the friend, and it's it's at the El Central Theater Theater in Hollywood, and it's starting on the 28th. Very awesome. I'm sure some people will be checking that out. Sterling, thank you once again for uh, setting aside the time for us. And uh, like Wayne says, who knows? You never know with the writers. Maybe they'll call you back for something else in season six. Uh, that would yeah, be interesting to know. see. Also, um, another website that I would love you to send people to is I have fan Facebooks and also um, a music MySpace. My music MySpace um, is www.myspace.com slash Sterling Bowman Music. Okay, myspace.com slash Sterling Bowman Music. All right, I've got that one. And uh, are you on Twitter yet? Uh, no, I'm not on Twitter. All right. I haven't even I haven't had the time to check Twitter out yet. Well, that's that's fine. You you may eventually get to it, and when you do, just make sure you follow GSPN. GSPN. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much, Sterling. You have an awesome day. 
Thank you. We'll Bye. talk to you soon. Bye. There you go. What'd you think, Steph? He is. I'm. Um, Lee said it in the chat room. I was going to mention it, um, but I'll steal hers because she said it well. Uh, he's such a sweet, well-spoken young man. He is. He is. And I enjoy listening to his interviews. He's he is fun to listen to. He he's, is. he's fun to talk to. Well, it it makes me think. Um, while I was listening to that, I was thinking. Um, our youngest child, who is four, her um dream and desire in life is to grow up and be on TV. And I think of what an interview would sound like with her. <laughs> and it's quite frightening, honestly. But, um, yeah, absolutely. I just think that he's a very um, mature young man. What, did you see the chat room when he s- shared that he hadn't seen any Star Wars? I know. That was great. It's like, and somebody says, oh, that was so 20th century. What could, that was humor. <laughs> that was great. Um, yeah, I, I don't understand a, a 13-year-old boy who hasn't seen Star Wars. Uh, you know, it, but he said he's not a sci-fi fan. Yeah, so he, he did say that at that, the very that, beginning. Somebody that asked, make that understandable. So when he mentioned his music site, somebody says, oh my gosh, is he a musician? And I figured somebody might ask that. So um, I haven't asked for permission, but uh, I, I am going to play like 60 seconds of one of his songs. Okay. For, this is on his MySpace page, which, by the way, is where I got this. So here you go. Yes. Colonel Locke, is this line secure? Line secure, go ahead. Hey, Cliff, Stephanie, Toy. This is Michelle from Texas. This is Kim from Indiana. Josh from California. Jennifer from Florida. Sam in Tucson. Kimberly from California. Paul in Memphis, Tennessee. Listener feedback. Target area is acquired. We are a go. Roger that. Hey, guys. Scott from Nashville here calling for your official Lost podcast. Uh, I kind of... The timeline thing is really confusing me after this episode. Uh, I started to think about it, and I just got more and more fried and stuck in an infinite loop. Because uh, if Eloise knew Daniel's entire life that she was going to eventually shoot him, then it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense because his going back really doesn't accomplish anything. Uh, If Eloise always knew she shot him, then she always knew that he came back to the island and she always knew that whatever we are about to witness in the last three episodes of Lost this season is about to happen and completely changes nothing. So I'm just curious why she was so dead set in sending him back to his death when she could have easily tried to dissuade him from going back unless she thought that would put her present in peril. I don't 
I'm kind of stuck. I I could understand Daniel's whole time travel thing that it's it used to be in a straight line, but now it's kind of fractured and this our past is not is our past, but this is our present kind of thing. That all made sense, but uh, Eloise's uh, motivations in this week's episode kind of are thoroughly confusing me with uh, where they're going with this. So hopefully it'll clarify in the last couple episodes or maybe even next season. But as for right now, I'm just really confused. Okay, bye. All right, Scott. You know what? You're not the only one. And luckily for me... At least Scott's trying to think to figure it out. See, I'm just waiting for them to show me what's going on. See, that's the difference between, I think, our podcast and the other podcasts out there. Is that you and I, I mean, well, obviously I get into, you know, reading up. But, I mean, to be honest with you, there's that timelooptheory.com or whatever that website is. And I kind of perused it, but I didn't dive in. But there, are, there's a group of people who are taking to heart what some, something that Damon and Carlton said way back in season two in one of the official podcasts, where they continued to say, you know, hey, pretty much everything that's going to happen in this show can be explained through pseudoscience. You know, there, there are, there are, you know, we, there may be some, you know, theoretical stretches, if you will, but theoretically, everything that we show you in this in this show is possible. And I, that's what everybody, I think that's what, you know, Scott and several other people are looking for. They're looking for how does this make sense, even theoretically. And for me, I'm like, dude, when's the doctor showing up in the TARDIS? I love this stuff. You know, mm-hmm. that, I think that that's the difference. And of course, you're just like, you know what? Uh, Sawyer's got a shirt off. This is a really cool thing. That is not <laughs> true. I know. But there are some people that are thinking that. Some people. That was just a joke. It wasn't funny. Oh, my goodness. It paints me in a bad light. Look at that. Daniel's in the chat room rolling on the floor laughing. You tell me that wasn't funny. It wasn't. Oh, gosh. Ah, Moving on to our next caller, Wayne from Southern California. Cliff and Stephanie, how you doing? Great. This is Wayne in California. I'm doing all right. Thanks for asking. Hey, just wanted to call out Lost. My favorite quote from this week's episode of Lost, which was an amazing episode, was when Neil Faraday, as a young child, you know, finished up playing piano and, you know, mommy issues and all that. But when Daniel Faraday said something along the lines of, but mom, I can make time. Mom, I can make time. And Great. didn't she respond by saying, if you only could or something like that? Something like that. If only, yeah. If only you could make time. You could sell it on the street corner with lemonade and cookies. Anyway. Something like that. That is our show this week. Yeah. Stephanie's all bummed out because I told everybody that she likes Sawyer without a shirt on. But I don't. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sleeping on Unless the couch covered tonight. covered in sweat. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, gosh. Nice. No, I'm just kidding. All right. So everybody who don't, if you don't like spoilers, if you don't like ideas, even the previews or promos for what's coming up next week, uh, you know, our good friend Bonnie over at lost.about.com, she puts together a little preview of what's coming up next on Lost. And that's and she basically just looks at the synopsis of ABC. It's the official synopsis that they put out for the next episode. So with that, here's what's coming up on Lost. This isn't what was supposed to happen. What's gonna happen? You don't want to know. What was supposed to happen? I know. Because you don't know what's gonna happen. You know what? 
find out. Don't, Don't you, you want to know? Don't you want to know? This is Lost Away Bonnie from Lost.About.com with this week's Lost Preview. The next episode is called Follow the Leader and will be on this Wednesday at 9 p.m. on ABC. ABC synopsis reads, Jack and Kate find themselves at odds over the direction to take to save their fellow island survivors. Locke further solidifies his stance as leader of the others, and Sawyer and Juliet come under scrutiny from the Dharma Initiative. As the last episode to go before the two-hour season five finale, this is going to be a good one. We'll see some of 1977 and some of 2007 on the island, and I think this episode is going to be about Richard, so perhaps <gasps> we'll find out why that he doesn't That would be awesome. Age. Then again, they might not tell us that until season six. In addition to seeing Richard in this episode, we'll see Pierre Chang, Horace Goodspeed, Phil Radzinski, Charles Widmore, Eloise Hawking, and Miles' mother, Laura. For more information, read my Follow the Leader guide and preview and photo gallery. This is Lost Away Bonnie Koval for GSPN's weekly Lost podcast and lost.about.com. Bonnie, thank you so much once again for another awesome Coming Up on Lost preview. Like she said, check her out over there at lost.about.com. And, of course, we will be back live. And if you haven't been in our chat rooms on Wednesday night after the show airs on the East Coast uh, and you're able to do so, then come and join us. We have been having so much fun. You can join us 10, 10 p.m. Eastern Time at gspn.tv slash live. That's gspn.tv slash live. If you want to be reminded, the best way to do that is to be following us on Twitter. I'm twitter.com slash gspn. Stephanie is twitter.com slash full-time mom. In fact, if you are out there and you haven't yet checked out the Full-Time Mom podcast, what are you waiting for? It doesn't matter if you're a mom if you have kids, it doesn't even matter if you're a guy. Daniel Lewis in our chat room even listened to two episodes of The Full-Time Mom back-to-back. No, seriously, there are a lot of guys that listen. Hey, listen, go to fulltimemompodcast.com and check it out. I guarantee you, if you don't like it, you email me, feedback at gspn.tv. I'll give you your money back. <laughs> anyway, we love you guys. You're hilarious. Yeah, I know. You're hilarious. Also, if you've been wondering where we've been with the Weekly Lost Podcast, we're still releasing two episodes every single week during Season 5. And if you want to catch up and find out where those other episodes have been, we released all of them to the gspn.tv plus members. And if you want to learn about plus membership, you can head over to gspn.tv slash plus We have lots and lots of great benefits, a huge community over here we want you to be a part of. Uh, Just in the chat room alone, just the great interaction and and relationships that are being built, just a lot of fun. And uh, head over to gspn.tv slash plus. You'll be able to hear some audio testimonials and stuff like that. We love you guys. We'll be back. And until next time, stay Stay lost. lost.